God loves great sex. God loves great sex. He created it. According to Rob Bell, sex, God, they're connected and they can't be separated. Where the one is, you will always find the other. G.K. Chesterton said, evil's greatest triumph may be its success in portraying religion as an enemy of pleasure, when in fact all things we enjoy are the inventions of a creator who has lavished them on this world. Miranda Hobbs from Sex and the City is quoted as saying, Episcopalians, Shakers, Quakers, Buddhists, all of them were designed to screw up my sex life. I believe the church has been silent on the importance and value and perfect design of sex. Sex is fabulous, incredible, amazing, and it was designed to be great for you. Why are we doing this? For a long time, I have felt like the church has been silent about sex. And more importantly, what has been said or not said is pretend. I believe that God designed sex. He has a plan for sex, and if we do it his way, it is the ultimate experience. Who is this for? This is for anyone who has believed that there is more to sex than what we see on TV, read in books, or watch in the movies. This is for everyone who is sick of the one-night stand. This is for anyone who believes that their sex lives could be better. Why should you listen? These podcasts promise to be provocative, informative, and most importantly, honest. Last night, I watched the long-awaited big-screen debut of the Sex and the City movie. Sex and the City talks about sex from a female perspective with 20th century sexual ethics. When the show was airing on HBO, I remember the feeling I had when each episode ended. Sometimes I felt understood and like they put words to my own struggle. But other times I felt bad for the characters because things seemed upside down and a bit mixed up. The bottom line was that I knew a lot of people were represented by the ethics show displayed on the show. So the movie's here, and a few of uh, ladies and I handed out goodie bags and stuff at the premiere. Hundreds of women filed into the sold-out opening night show. There are many, many, many great themes in the movie, but today we just want to talk about one, and that's true love. What is true love? If you go to today's sappy love songs, the current movies, and best-selling books, True love seems to be all about you. According to Billboard's Top 100, the top two songs are a little Lil Wayne's Lollipop, and it goes like this. Um, as is uh-uh, I say he is so sweet. <laughs> Want to make her lick the rapper. So I let her lick the rapper. She, she, lick the lollipop. She, she, lick the lollipop. And then there's also... Uh, Leona Lewis, who has a song about love, Bleeding Love by Leon Lu Leona Lewis. But I don't care what they say. I'm in love with you. They tried to pull me away, but they don't know the truth. My heart's crippled by the vein that I keep on closing. You cut me open, and I keep bleeding. Keep, keep bleeding love. I keep bleeding. I keep, keep bleeding love. Keep bleeding. <laughs> Keep, keep bleeding love. You cut me open. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so if we want to get our ideas of true love from songs, <laughs> that kind of sums it up. Um, and movies give us a whole different perspective. Six years ago, the top three romantic movies of all times, as rated by um, people who live here in the U.S., was Casablanca, 
Dr. Zhivago, and Roman Holiday. But just today, I found a list on the website called Reverse Perspective from a Fresh Perspective, and their top three romantic movies were The Lives of Others, Atonement, and Brokeback Mountain. While it seems we are gaining an ever-widening perspective of quote-unquote true love, at the very same time, we are marginalizing a view of true love that provides for us an intensely more satisfying way of love and of loving. The further we go in the, this opposite direction, the worse we tend to feel and the less quote-unquote true love there seems to be found in the world. In my own heart, I have had this yearning and desire for intimacy, a desire for connection, a, de- a desire to be known and to truly know someone. I feel like it was embedded deep within me from a very young age, and I feel as though it's been a process and a journey I've been on in my entire life. If you look backwards through, uh, through books and history, we can see and hear of people desperately seeking fulfillment through relationship and outright sex. But it seems for the most part, those pursuits have ended fruitless and hopeless. There seems to be either that people resign themselves to this empty conformity of passionless relationship, or they go for this explosive passion that is completely devoid of relationship and absent of a true and deep connection. The feelings of the wrong way relationships. I spent a few years of my life pursuing a relationship that was just out of reach. Everything seemed to be there for me, the look, the feel, the friendship, but the love was unrequited. The relationship was never fulfilled. I realized after two years that I was attracted to something or someone who was emotionally absent from me, and I had settled for that. After that experience, I spent some time alone, trying to figure out who I was as a person and finding that I liked that person and that I liked that person on my own, devoid of necessarily being a couple. It was amazing the difference in my next relationship two years later. I was able to be transparent and honest and okay with myself, and then I was actually able to find true love with someone else. In my early years of pursuing true love, uh, the first kiss I ever had was in a high school musical, and the last night of the show, this two-year-older-than-me uh, two senior in high school slipped me her tongue, and I thought I was in love forever. But then relationships fade, and um, I started pursuing a woman, a young lady, who uh, I ended up actually marrying as we both got pregnant in high school. Um, I was trying to fill a void in my life, uh, an emptiness, this deep desire for intimacy and connection through this sexual relationship. And it turned out that neither she or I were even capable of sustaining uh, the type of deep intimacy that we both seemed so desperate for. After a few years, several years of of struggling and striving and never quite being able to uh, quite get it, in terms of getting this kind of depth or connectivity, we ended up in a fairly nasty divorce, uh, and it has still wounded me, my heart. It has uh, destroyed relationships, and it almost destroyed me as a person. So where does the idea of true love come from? And why does it seem so hard for us to grasp it? In the ancient text of the Old Testament, in the book of Genesis, there's a story of the first man and the first woman and how they were designed and created to be. 
it says, But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. Then the man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She will be called woman, for she was taken out of man. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and they will become one flesh. The man and his wife were both naked, and they felt no shame. We're always looking for true love, and it's from the very, very beginning. We were created to fit together to make a team. Imagine being completely naked and feeling no shame. There's very few of us who have, who have that kind of confidence and security in the relationships that we have where we can truly peel off our clothing and stand before each other completely uh, unprotected, completely vulnerable, and completely naked. And yet it seems like from the very beginning, this is how God has designed or had designed the relationship for man and woman to be, feeling no shame. If you look at all of the differences in today's society and how there's so many walls and divisions between men and women, uh, just people in general, and yet we all are craving for this deep desire for connectivity, for transparency, and for our identity. What I find the most fascinating is as my journey has uh, gone on and as I pursue this idea of truth, God brought me into a relationship with a woman who also was pursuing this kind of, of value or this kind of a relationship where we could both be completely uh, free to be who we were without covering, without mask, without facade, and still feel no shame. God doesn't want us to be ashamed about sex. He doesn't want us to be ashamed about love or re- our relationships. He created us for sex. He created us to have great sex, and he wants us to experience it. He, wa- he created us for true love with him and true love with somebody else. The very idea of Adam Eve being actually created from part of Adam, we're all seeking to find that missing part, that missing piece. God created us for that. We should be pursuing that. And what an awesome journey that he has us on. God loves great sex. Let's talk about it again next week.